The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Retirement is often seen as a destination, but we believe it's an opportunity to pursue your passions, realize your dreams, and live a purposeful life. Great decisions, incredible lives. Retire with Intention podcast is about more than just money. It's about embracing the things that truly matter, the experiences, the relationships, and the impact you leave behind. Here is your host, John Creekmer. Well, welcome to the show, and so great having everyone with us today. And uh, as you all know, every single time we get together, we love to talk about um, really helping some phenomenal people list, make great decisions to live incredible lives. And on today's show, I'm so excited that we have Lori Jones with us. And uh, Lori just has got a phenomenal experience in life, phenomenal experience in her career, um, really from a number of different backgrounds, both on the uh, 401k plan side, also on individual financial planning, um, incredible credentials behind her with her CFP. And um, and I'm just so excited to have Lori. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, a little quick background, Lori. So um, I have pulled off your bio. I'm just going to read this, as a matter of fact. And so uh, you're a highly experienced financial services professional with a background in technology, operation, and client services in the financial planning industry, financial services industry since 2013, an impressive array of credentials all behind you different security licenses, health, life, accident, property, casualty, um, all in the state of Colorado where you're sitting at today. Um, Also, you have some time as far as working in the industry, um, as far as in the 401k side. You've also completed your certified financial planner designation, which that is a unbelievably hard uh, designation to go through and complete. So congratulations on that. Um, And also, you have a membership of the Financial Planning Association. Welcome to the show. Hey, Lori, before we get started today, with all the listeners, can you give a background as far as who you are, where you come from, and what is it you do specifically right now? Sure. Thanks for asking. You know, I... I came up through the, I've got my first job as a a receptionist in a small RIA firm, and I loved financial planning. I love everything about finance. In fact, I love it so much that my uh, kids at this point are like, mom, we've heard we're not interested. (laughs) So um, I I enjoy, I also never met a test that I didn't want to take or a letter that I didn't want to have behind my name. So I'm fascinated by all the intricacies of the the different financial planning designations. I like to know a lot about a lot of different things. So that's that's me in a nutshell professionally. I think personally, I enjoy, um, I enjoy Colorado. I enjoy hiking with my family. I enjoy um, talking about uh, finance to just about anyone who will sit still for longer than 15 minutes. 
And uh, I love travel. So you'll most often find me uh, uh, talking about going on somewhere or going somewhere. So oh, I'll tell you what, so much of life, we uh, we talk about money. You know, the show, we know a lot about making good decisions financially, but um, you know, money is simply just a tool to help us live incredible lives. And uh, we always say, you know, that the things that a definition of true wealth is all the things in life that money cannot buy. And Lori, it sounds like in your life is so full of so many things that uh, that really allow you to live an incredible life. So um, great to hear that background. I, I, I all of a sudden you were saying that uh, you never saw a test you didn't like to take, and it's kind of like that is so not like me. <laughs> Good for you. That's so awesome. The, uh, hey, we're going to hop right in. But really, every week, we just love giving information out to folks. Uh, sometimes to provide some ways to think through things, maybe a little bit differently, uh, but also just going through different processes to think through. And I was just thinking of listening to your background, you know, both on the retirement plan side previously with the power and then also uh, on the individual side currently, uh, as far as with uh, Fidelis Wealth out there in Denver. Um, you know, you've seen things from many different angles. And when I started thinking through that, I was kind of like, boy, how, how can comprehensive financial planning, so going through that financial planning process, how can that actually help folks as far as with their retirement readiness and their security as they're approaching retirement? Can, can financial planning help them as far as them being more prepared and having a higher level of confidence? Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen it time after time as we meet with clients and you, you start with them years out from retirement. And one of the biggest satisfactions that we have is when they get to that retirement age and they come to us and they leave just knowing that they're ready to retire, that they they have put forth the work and they are they're in a good place. And that watching that peace of mind as they walk out of there knowing that they're in the place they wanted to be in, that they've worked for these years is really a sense of satisfaction. I think that the most important thing about comprehensive financial planning is that you really need to look at all the different pieces that are going to affect your financial life. You know, uh, like you talk about this living a great life, um, that means different things to different people. And kind of getting delving into finding out what that means to your specific client and then looking at things, a lot of times we know um, rules or regulations or things that will help them get to where they want to go um, because we spend all day, every day looking at finances and markets and, and yeah, yeah. about these things. And I think that, that 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 is, you know, our value is that we can kind of take the big picture viewpoint and say, hey, yeah, if you want to be where, you know, at this spot in 10 years from today, these are maybe some things we can think about today. This is just tax planning strategy. This is your um, Roth investment strategy. I can't tell you how often I've found clients where I wish I would have gotten a hold of them 10 years earlier and looked at their whole financial plan instead of um, you know, picking apart a product to pitch to them like a lot of people do, right? So um, I think that I think it just in the end result, it brings so much financial peace of mind to have someone looking at everything there is to know about you and getting to know and trust and and work with them through through the road to retirement. 
You know, Laura, you had just said something that I found so interesting. Uh, interested to find out what your experience has been in working with people that you wish you had been, been working with somebody 10 years ago. Um, and so you could have actually had talked to them about their goals instead of just kind of looking at the products or the assortment of products that they maybe have in their portfolio, that somebody sold them a product that may or may not have been appropriate for them, uh, or maybe it has not helped them actually achieve their goals. Um, what's been your experience with most of the folks you talk to? Um, do most of them seem to have more of like, we'll just call it maybe like that uh, that drawer in the kitchen that gets all of the uh, all the leftover stuff kind of thrown in there? Or do they have more of an organization, organized plan when they come in? What's been your experience of most people? Yeah, most people are busy living their lives, doing what they do. You know, they are not, their their whole job is not looking at their financial picture for the future. Their job is making a widget or um, growing a business or providing a service. And that's what they do. And that's what they're good at. Um, a lot of times when they come to me, they're saying, hey, I don't have time to delve as deeply as I want to, to be able to achieve those 10-year goals down the line, to be able to be in a good place for retirement. But I know that you do. You know, Lori, I know that there's not a test you wouldn't take to figure out some sort of, <laughs> some trick to, to help out and look at, at our financial picture. And I think that's that's why they come to us. So I do think that the picture of like a an assortment of things in the kitchen, you know, drawer is is more accurate. They come to me with this, you know, four or five different statements from different places, but they don't have an overarching big picture idea of where they're going and helping them craft that so that they can achieve the goals they want to achieve is really part of you know my reason for doing what I do is that is it helping them figure out first what their best life looks like so that we can take the steps to get them you know on that on that journey so when you help them figure out what their best life looks like and see so it that, that, which I think is a great way of phrasing it, right? It's like, what does that look like to you? And paint us a picture of that. And are there some ways that you walk through, or maybe what are some key considerations, maybe a better way of saying it, that you ask people to think through in developing those goals? Is there certain ways that you walk through that to help people identify those goals? Yeah, I think so. And I think that one of the tactics we use that's maybe a little bit unique is that a lot of times when you ask people, hey, what, how do you want, what do you want for retirement? And they come up with a number goal, you know, like, or they don't come up with any goal at all. They're like, I don't know, what should I have saved for retirement? I'm not exactly sure what I should do. So I think that coming at them with a say, what does your retirement look like to you? What are you doing? You know, how are you, how are you spending your time? What do you, what do you envision yourself? What do you enjoy doing now? What do you think you're going to do more of? And, and not, um, Sometimes the idea of actually quitting work and retiring is scary for people. You know, they don't they don't even like the idea of and they, you know, they like me. They love their job. They love what they do. They don't want to stop doing it. So so kind of giving them the idea, if you had all the freedom in the world to do anything you wanted, what would your days look like? What would you be doing? And that kind of gives them as a, a chance to reflect and think, hey, what would I do if I you know, had this unlimited time and unlimited, it's just what, what makes me happy? What fills my bucket? What makes me my best life? 
And I think that's the way we kind of come at that so that we're less what, like, what number do you need to retire? Mm-hmm. And more, hey, what, who are you? What do you want? Yeah, I love that, Lori. Who are you? It's just so oftentimes, you know, people, they work their entire life and uh, that's what they know ever since they uh, started working, right? Is they get up in the morning, same pattern, same times, they work, they get their paycheck on a usual schedule. And then all of a sudden to be thinking, boy, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, and I think that's why sometimes whenever people don't have those conversations, like you're guiding them through, we even see health issues crop up after they retire. Uh, we see sometimes longevity, not what it could be. And definitely that joy and contentment is not there. And so having conversations with someone that can hear you and that truly is empathetic to what you're doing, it helps you actually prepare and live that incredible life. And it's kind of funny to say this. I've actually stopped using the word retirement um, in a lot of conversations because it's really just that next stage of life. And what can you do to set your financial resources to live out the life that you've envisioned? And really, that's what you're doing, Lord, when you talk to people is you're helping them craft those ideas and dreams in order to be able to make good, better investment decisions. Um, and speaking of investment decisions, you know, how, how would you say that investment management itself, what size of role does that play in generating income and but then also in preserving wealth during retirement? Um, does that play a large role as far as with the investment side of things? Yeah, I'm actually glad you asked. This is a passion topic of mine is that um, I work a lot, even still um, with the uh, this Fidelis Wealth, I work in the 401k space a lot because uh, I enjoy I enjoy that the 401k space brings me to the people's first interaction with investing in a lot of places, you know, and teaching them those good investing principles. So I enjoy that. And when we do um, an enrollment meeting or an education meeting for one of our 401k plans, um, I I show a slide that says basically I would. I would like to tell you, and people probably would like to think that what they invest in is going to make the difference in retirement. You know, if they just choose the right stock, everything will be great, right? Um, and and actually, seventy five percent of your success in your next phase is not necessarily investing in what you choose to invest in. It's how much you save and kind of the amount of risk that you take. You know, if you are, I, I always talk about to my clients, if you're going to bury your, you know, your money under the mattress, like mm-hmm. you're going to earn a return of burying your money under the mattress and, and you probably won't have the kind of success that you'd like. So there is an, an element of making sure that you're taking appropriate risk and, and thus gaining the reward that comes with that. But the biggest portion of your success during the next phase of your journey is on that disciplined savings, which you put into it. And that gives a lot of people a lot of uh, satisfaction because that means they've got some control over it. Right, for sure. And so really talking about the 401k, that that means that folks are in that accumulating phase to where they're actually saving the dollars. But then again, also we have whenever we approach retirement, we have that deaccumulation phase in which we're spending the dollars. Do you see people, do they have a do they have a strategy when they come into meetings where they say, okay, I've been accumulating money and now I need to talk about income. Should I make changes? Or is that something where some folks maybe they say, Boy, I can't I need to borrow I need to use the money so I can't afford to lose it. So 
let's go 100% safety. And so have many folks thought through as far as their portfolios and how that should be structured? Um, in general, I would say the answer is no on that. You know, that when they come to us um, during that transition phase, a lot of times they're a little bit scared um, because you work your whole life and your whole life you're taught to save and, you know, and accumulate. And that's what you're used to. And transitioning from that accumulation phase to being comfortable with then spending, um, you know, those funds and, and in a, in a way that you're not, you, you know, that you can make it through, you know, to the end, um, whenever that is. Although our, our accounting software says 95 years old. And so that's, I, I was warned. I'm, I'm like at 95 years old. That's the end. That's what we said. But they, they are having some, they, they do have to learn a different mindset at that point and kind of learn how to transition. And, and we help them with that. You know, this is what transition looks like. This is how we're going to help you move from this. Um, save, 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 and it, to hey, this is what this is what retirement looks like. This is what um, my next phase, my my journey is is going to. And so we do help them out with that. I think something that's kind of important um, to give them the peace of mind as far as helping them know that they're. I, I have one client that's like a rice and beans. If I could just stay in rice and beans to the end of life, it's okay. So I'm like, you're good. We've got you in rice and beans. We're yeah, good. Right? Um, but I think one of the important things is is we do have a financial plan that kind of shows that cash flow through the end of their mm-hmm. life. And when they see those numbers and they see that, hey, I can take this much out each month and I'm still going to be just fine. Yeah. So that that brings a lot of comfort. It does. It sounds like your role in talking with people is not just the numbers, is it? It uh, it has to do with really a lot of things and how do you get them to make good decisions? And a lot of times it's helping them to be able to manage their expectations and their emotions in the midst of everything. Yeah, I think that uh, financial planning is honestly half psychology. <laughs> so, um, you know, you're always talking to them and just just t- talking through what our brain wants to tell us about money sometimes is not what it, it is actual reality, you know, because when the market's going down, you get scared, you know. So you do talk to someone who's like, hey, we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. This happened. This is typically what, you know, what we do. We've got to think long term. Yeah, sure, today is scary, but we've got a 10-year plan and that's what we're working on. Yeah. 10-year plan. I love that. I love it. It's phenomenal. The um, you know, I was thinking about different periods of time of life. And we go to that next stage of life. And I remember way back in the day when I first uh, started working with people, and this is going to age me, but like in 1991, which is kind of crazy, a lot of folks retiring then they had their social security as a guaranteed income source, uh, but also a lot of folks also had a government or corporate provided pension plan that gave them a certain level of income every month, but they didn't have a large 401k balance or the retirement savings. And then we know that's all shifted, right? And so a lot of companies don't have a pension plan. Instead, they have their 401k. Uh, and a lot of government employees, they still have uh, some level of a pension there. Um, but now we're seeing the 401k industry change, um, actually being pushed forward by some of uh, just demand and some things recognizing folks really don't have the income they need. And so they're incorporating some level of guaranteed income out of the 401k or an option to bring in, if you will, an annuity stream of income, Lori. Are you seeing many people having an interest in that? Or is that still kind of something which they all have, well, don't have much education or knowledge of at this time? 
Yeah, I think that's um, I think that's a gray area as far as like it, there's things there are times when that guaranteed stream of income is appropriate, and there are times when it just isn't right. So yeah. I do like that the four hundred one k space and that that retirement space and that savings space has has opened up a little bit to to come up with new ideas. But um, but I do think that with our clients, you know, you just I think following the same principles that they've been following and that we suggest that they follow you save consistently you um invest appropriately um those lead to the best outcomes it's not about a specific product or a specific guarantee so i see that as well as have a consistent plan and also recognizing one consistency is change and so as government policy changes, regulations change, tools change, you know, markets change, that's why you want to make sure you have a trusted advisor like Lori to be able to talk to and ask questions to because um, stuff always changes. One of those big changes that we see, Lori, is taxes. Um, man, taxes, it seems like every morning I wake up, there's some discussion about what's going to be changing in tax law and um, and how it affects the federal level, the state level, the local level. Um, so we look at taxes. We need to recognize that in retirement, um, it's not just about that gross number as far as of your income, but it's really your net spendable dollars after tax. Um, have you seen that there's some ways as far as for retirees and pre-retirees to be structuring their portfolios and their um, investment accounts to maybe have a higher level of after-tax income? Is there things that they can be doing maybe even before they retire? Yeah, when I mentioned I'd like to get a hold of some of these people 10 years earlier than I did, that is, that's the exact piece that I like to focus on. You know, if we can look at where they're saving and what kind of accounts they're saving in, you know, pre tax versus post tax, um, I especially, as I'm working with these 401k participants, a lot of them are really a lot younger and getting them on the path to that Roth savings type is super helpful. And a lot of 401k plans now have that option. Mm-hmm. So I think that I'm, I'm really passionate about making sure that you've got different buckets to pull from, from during retirement. Make sure you've got your pre-tax bucket. Make sure you've got your Roth bucket. You know, make sure you've got your uh, after-tax savings types. Make sure that you've got different places so that you can be more flexible with your income during that next phase. Um, and and if you start planning, the the problem is is if you come to me um, the day that you're retiring, there's less flexibility in making those planning choices so that you can manipulate that source of income during retirement. Whereas if you come to me, you know, 10, 15 years before retirement, we start planning for it early, we can make a huge difference. You know, I just wrote down diversification of your tax strategy. We talk about diversification, everybody's thinking, maybe I should have so many numbers of mutual funds or my exchange traded funds, or I don't want to have just one stock. I want to have eight or 10, so I'm diversified. Well, even your tax strategy needs to be diversified because we know tax law changes and you don't want to be uh, sitting there holding only one type of tax status on your investments. So uh, I love that advice of diversification of tax strategy. It's huge. The um, Whatever you think about people and they're, and they're working on their planning, and you also we've talked about all these different things. We have uh, different investment portfolios, different tax strategies. It really seems like it all comes comes back to though you shouldn't be focusing on those 
whether it be practices or strategies or or products, until you have those goals, whether and identify and lay out there. And you've mentioned a ten year window for goals a couple of times. Um, do you find there's different periods of time to set goals that make sense? And I know you also said that your planning software goes to ninety five years. So should we be having a forty year goal or is a one year goal sufficient? What time range should folks be looking at and setting goals? Oh yeah, that's a really good question. And I I like to chunk it out in one year, five year, ten year, twenty year, and beyond, right? So mm-hmm. so you you have different and I don't I don't necessarily have my clients sit down and fill out a worksheet where they're filling out their one year goals and their twenty year goals and things like that. But what you do this year affects what's going to happen to you in five years, affects what's going to happen to you in 15 and 20. A lot of times we can't really envision, we can't see 20, we can't see 30 years down the road. We can't see that. But what we can see is and make really concrete, this is what we need to do this year, next year, and the year after in order to get to that 20 year. This is what we, you know, we need to save. This is our practices that we need to implement. These are, and and I will typically talk, I'll say, okay, this is what's coming up when we're doing our annual reviews. This is what's coming up in the next year. These are things we need to think about right now, right? I am going to come back and talk to you about these certain subjects sometime in the next three or four years. You're getting closer and closer to being finished with this, you know, day job and and the next phase, whatever looks the next phase for you. So these are the things we're going to do in the next 10 years. We don't, we don't necessarily sit down and map it out, but we definitely do have, you know, road marks. We have places along the line where we check in and say, Hey, are we still on track? And we have to be flexible. The world changes so quickly. And they're, you know, they hadn't, <laughs> I had one that, had uh, triplets when they were expecting one kid, right? So, and so you got to kind of be flexible and understand that this is this is the way it looks now, and we're setting these five years, ten years, but this can't be written in stone. We have to be flexible. We do, and it's one of those things that uh, be flexible, make adjustments, and that's also why you'll be reviewing your goals on a regular basis, uh, talking to your advisory team, your advisor on a regular basis, uh, and making sure you're staying up as life changes, and so. Uh, all of a sudden, I just looked at my clock. We have been we've been talking now for about twenty seven, twenty eight minutes. Like me and Lord, we could talk all the time. Maybe we'll do section, you know, uh, 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 podcast number two together and kind of uh, delve a little deeper into some of those subjects. And um, and so I want to thank you for being on the show today. Also, I want to I want to point out, Lori, could you give everyone uh, spelling as far as the website, as far as the uh, best way to, to locate you guys? Sure, sure. So our website is fidelis hyphen wealth dot com, and that's F I D. E L I S hyphen wealth. So come visit us. We've got lots of good information. Yeah, Fidelis hyphen wealth.com and uh, financial planners um, and CFPs there on the south uh, portion of Denver, right? As far as location and uh, really all the greater metro, the greater uh, metroplex out there on Denver and uh, uh, heading up in the mountains. And so beautiful area and phenomenal firm. I encourage you to check them out and, uh, and definitely connect with Lori as far as all retirement planning questions and uh, Lori, thank you so much for being with us today. And everyone, thank you also for listening again uh, to another podcast on Great Decisions and Credible Lives. And, uh, and definitely make sure you tune in next time when we're talking again about how in the world you can make best decisions whenever things seem unsettling and you're not quite sure where things are going. You have a plan to set you forward to accomplish your goals. Look forward to talking with you all next time. Bye-bye. 
Thank you again for listening to The Great Decisions, Incredible Lives, Retire with Intention podcast with host John Creekmer. Follow us on social media, visit our website, and join our community of like-minded individuals redefining retirement and living incredible lives. Please leave us a review and share our podcast with others who may benefit. We wish you a future filled with purpose, fulfillment, and the joy of living your incredible life in retirement.